myself, I live up in Detroit. I actually live by Flint. Um, another one of my girlfriends lives in Chicago. One lives in Edwardsville. So we're all over the place. So what happens is these folks move away, but we're getting all these cancers. And the only tie we have to each other is that we all grew up in this small North County town. Mm-hmm. So we developed a Facebook page and we started determining that there are thousands of folks just like us that are showing up with these cancers after living in North County for 20 or 30 years mm-hmm. during their childhood. Mm-hmm. Um, we started mapping it out. Um, and we've determined when I say cancer cluster, it means we have a small area with a high rate of cancer in the North St. Louis County area. What area is that? So it really is fluorescent, uh, most of Hazelwood, and it, it centers right around the creek. Now, one thing I want to tell folks, I know a lot of people are newer to the area and they've moved, you know, some of your listeners might have moved in the area now. The highest risk was to folks who lived in those homes from the 1960s up until the 1990s. Okay? So because the Army Corps of Engineers is actually cleaning up the area, which is good news for folks that live there today. 1960 to when? 1990s. Okay. So if you lived in those areas between that time frame, you are at higher risk for developing cancer. That's fluorescent and hazelwood? Yeah, fluorescent, hazelwood, blackjack, anywhere north of 270. Yes. Okay. Now, are you all taking any kind of legal action against it? Well, you know what? We we aren't. There is uh, some legal cases, and I know you have a legal background, Mm -hmm. so... I know, I know you can, you know, really appreciate this. Yeah. But the problem is, is that these cancers, our living by the creek is a risk factor. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean you're going to show up with cancer, okay? So it increases your risk. It's like somebody that smokes for 20 years of their life. They right. may show up with lung cancer, they may not, but they're at higher risk to show up for yes. it. Than somebody so, you know, who doesn't a, smoke. As a lawyer, you know that there's so many other things, so many other risk factors that could play into that, mm-hmm. that could affect that. So, mm-hmm. so for somebody, you know, to try to take legal action on their own is really difficult. Yeah, yeah. No class uh, action lawsuit has been filed. Is that what you're saying? Not that we're aware of. There were individual lawsuits filed by a company named uh, a lawyer named Tor Horman. Mm-hmm. And I think they're coming close to a settlement, but those were filed way back in like 2013. Mm. Um, t- now, what we're trying to do as a group, because we understand that, you know, this is kind of a David and Goliath, right? right? Where all these individual folks that are sick, and now there's this recent federal study that came out this summer, just, just last month, that confirms this. So we have the federal government confirming our illnesses. Um, we worked real hard. We worked like three years to have that done. Okay. So now that we have this federal acknowledgement, there's actually a federal program that already exists for Manhattan Project Waste Communities. Mm-hmm. It's called the Radiation Exposure Compensation Act. Mm-hmm. What we're trying to do is it, it'll take an act of Congress. If we, if we can get this approved to be included in these community lists, folks 
will be able to file for restitution without okay. legal going through jumping through the legal hoops. Yeah. Well, that's so, something that Congressman Clay would uh, be interested I know. in. And we have talked to Congressman Clay, mm -hmm. and we're looking forward to his support. We mm -hmm. talked to him a couple of years ago, and we told him once this CDC report came out, we'd be back knocking on his door looking for his support. Mm -hmm. So we're, we're really mm -hmm. hoping that, you know, now that we have this, the, the federal government, the Center for Disease Control has confirmed that there's a link between our cancers and our exposure, now we can go for this restitution mm -hmm. fund. Well, the other thing is that it, it's the federal government that put the stuff there, right? Absolutely. And so that's the other that's the other reason why that's the other thing. Mallinckrodt was the contractor, but they never owned the material. Wow. It was always owned by the Department of Energy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So the Department of Energy and the federal government are the folks that are ultimately responsible. Yeah, well, see the thing about that is in many instances the government has immunity. Yes. Yeah, and that's yeah, they, what and that's what they argue, and then then they also, if you can find liability, then they also have liability capped at a certain amount of money. Right. You've heard about right. that too, right? So, I know. but you know, it, it, each case is is an individual case, so you got to get into it a little deeper to drill down to find out does this immunity. Uh, go to the federal government on this particular instance, and does the cap go to the federal government on this particular instance? So that's uh, we've had people call and uh, express interest in what was going on. So now you have given us a good update on that. You know, is there anything that you want to tell us about it? You know, I the one thing I'd love is for folks to continue to come to our Facebook page. And as we move forward, looking for this act of Congress, right, as we go forward with, um, you know, Lacey Clay and, and Roy Blunt has been actually very supportive. Okay. Um, as we look at Roy Blunt and Lacey Clay and we ask for them to move forward with this legislation, we're going to need the support of all of the community. Mm -hmm. There's a couple other things. So the Federal Restitution Fund, right, it's called the Radiation Exposure Compensation Act. Um, that'll give folks, you know, who have been affected with cancer an opportunity to get some restitution. There's another thing that we become eligible for. It's called the, um, it's through the Department of Health and Senior Services. And if we are an effective community, these communities, so Florissant and Hazelwood, Blackjack, they can go back and ask for federal grants and funds, and it's about $300,000 a year that'll go back to each of these communities from the federal government. And that money can be used to set up screening clinics, health clinics. It can be used to set up education so people understand what's going on with the radiation to educate both the community and the healthcare providers who are taking care of them. So that's why this classification is so important because it it gives funds back to the community that's being affected and puts it in, in folks' hands so that it can help people that live there today. Yeah, that's good. Okay, well, thank you for taking time out to discuss this issue with us, and um, we really appreciate it, and you've really uh, kind of drilled down on it to give us some specifics because we've uh, many of us have heard about Coldwater Creek, 
I've, I've heard about that for the last 15, 20 years, but I didn't know about exa exactly what all that entailed and how the clusters uh, were set up. Because Florissant, Hazelwood, and Blackjack, those are the three. And so those now are we the know. Big three, yeah, the big right? three. Because okay. they're downstream from yeah. where the waste was okay. originally. Okay. So. Well, let's let, let's uh, hopefully people will be will go to your Facebook page because they'll hear you, yeah, they've heard you, and um, maybe we can pick up some more information from you. Oh yeah, and I okay. really appreciate you allowing me to come on and kind of share some information about it this morning. Okay. Well, thank you. All right. Have a great day. You too. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for us to go to a break. You're listening to the Freeman Bosley Jr. Show on KTZ 1600 AM. Keep it on lock. Quit playing. Bye. You're hearing the issues.